everybody. Uh, this is Nate Whitson, episode number one of Get in the Fight podcast. And uh, if you're listening, you're probably related or a very close friend, or you stumbled on this and you don't know how. <laughs> Who is this dude and what is this all about? So for whatever reason that you're watching or listening, uh, I'm glad you're here. Um, today's conversation, like most podcast episode number ones, is really just kind of the backdrop. It's the conversation to tell you how we got here, where we're going, and why you should listen. So um, for me, the story starts and ends with the idea that um, Jesus gives us this really incredible invitation. And he says that I have come that they might have life and have it to the fullest. Or some readings say uh, abundantly. And about a year ago, I, I was in a position where I've loved the Lord. I'm walking with the Lord. Things are going fine. Uh, if you ask me at church, like most dudes, when you say like, hey, how's it going? Uh, everything's fine. Everything's good. Um, I'm happy. Marriage is fine. Kids are good. Um, but inside there's something not wrong maybe, but just there's something going on. There's something missing. At the same time, I am the heaviest I've ever been. Um, I'm wearing pants that are bigger in size than I've ever had. I got to change belts. Like I'm changing my wardrobe um, because I had let that part of my life go. And so I remember talking to my buddy who's a doctor and I went in and saw him and I'm like, dude, I am feeling like crappy. I'm like, I feel like I'm in brain fog every day. Um, I remember trying to introduce somebody at church to uh, this uh, friend of ours that we've known her whole life. I could not think of her name. Like it was so embarrassing. My brain didn't work. Like I was dealing with brain fog like that, where it, I almost was thinking, I, I wonder if I'm having like legit issues, like, you know, dementia onset, you know, early onset stuff. Like it was bad. Um, my body hurt and ached. And, you know, at 45 years old, I'm just thinking, you know, okay, like I'm sure part of it is my age, but mostly I was knowing deep inside that I had given up and really stopped trying, uh, lost motivation in the physical fitness health part of my life. And so what was interesting is that as that journey began to change and it started with talking to my doctor and having a plan and having some, you know, accountability with him where I would just simply text him whenever I got stuff done, like, you know, my workout for the day, like everything, everything else started to change. Um, as my physical health began to change, all of a sudden, the discipline and the motivation that I had when it came to, you know, maybe like things like um, eating, like all of a sudden, I went from like, I would eat and do anything I want with food, unfortunately, to like, I wanted to be different over here. So physically, I started exercising and changing my habits on one side and then over here it started to change the way my mind worked and it started to change the way my diet worked and again that's not surprising but like this momentum that built from just doing something physical every day led to some really great changes in mental discipline and emotional discipline and strength and spiritual discipline and strength and 
this compounding effect happened. And so over the course of a year, uh, I started to feel better. And what dawned on me so clearly that I think might dawn on some of you listening is there, there came this realization that uh, I had gotten out of the fight for my health. That was like the first thing. I didn't think it would have the impact it did to lead to a ministry idea like this or, you know, change different parts of my life the way it has. But it all started with this realization that I had gotten out of the fight for my health. And so as I started fighting for my health, it made me start fighting for other pieces of life. And one of the amazing things is that um, there was this there was this sense of I want to be stronger. I want to be better physically, emotionally, relationally, you know, all these different areas of my life that, that are so interconnected, the momentum started to build. And then I started talking to other friends and I would hear in them the same things that I was feeling, this, this uh, getting out of the fight thing, right? And sometimes for guys, they were out of the fight when it came to their marriage and they were hurting, they were struggling. Sometimes it was conversations with guys that are out of the fight when it comes to the relationship with their kids. Uh, sometimes it's guys that are out of the fight with their mental health and they're just, they're feeling beat down and defeated, feeling lonely, feeling depressed. And so I started to see these commonalities and just thought, you know, um, maybe there's something about this idea that, that we're out of the fight and we need to get back into the game. We need to get back into the arena however you want to say that, and start fighting again for the things that matter most. So that's kind of like the backdrop for, for me. I literally just started exercising and walking. I was already reading my Bible. I was doing devotions. Again, everything was pretty good, but I knew it wasn't that thing that Jesus talked about. I knew it wasn't the abundant life, the full life. So one day then, I was listening to um, a podcast, and there was a guy named Steve Weatherford in there. And Steve... I didn't know. I didn't know his name. We didn't recognize it. But I did see in the show notes or something that Steve was a former NFL player. And I saw this old magazine where he's just this huge, ripped, like totally in shape dude. And I think he was like, I don't know, maybe like the fittest man in the world or fittest athlete or something like that. He was just a freak. And Steve was a Christian and he was talking about something. And he was he said something like this, like, he said, I've struggled in different areas of my life um, and was doing this basically, this yo-yo Christianity where I was healthy and then not healthy. I was good and then not good. I was struggling in this area and then not, like in a way that we all recognize. We've all been there. But he said something about, I didn't know how to make permanent changes until I knew what my personal standards were. And he went on to explain. He had like three of them, and I can't remember exactly what they were. But I, I just kind of faded out really the rest of what he was saying because that part was so profound to me and it made me think of how I ended up in this position where I was so disconnected and out of the fight when it came to my health and my mental health and different areas of my life and I thought you know some of the struggles that I have I wonder if this idea of finding your standards your personal standards was a part of maybe a missing ingredient for me too so I kind of went on this journey of just contemplation and thinking. And I would actually write down, you know, like what kind of man would I dream up for myself? Like if I could be the ideal man or just even a better man, like what would that look like? What would those words be? 
And so I started to play with those words and wrote down this list and came up with lots of names. And I started to narrow them down and said, okay, I really like these, but maybe this word fits under there or maybe this word isn't as important to me as this one. And I came up with, I think, my own standards. And I, and I want to pause here before I explain those and how it fits into getting the fight. But when I think about this, I think the easy answer for a Christian is to say, well, my standard is to be like Christ. And I think that's the correct answer, but I don't think it's personal enough or clear enough. And, and this was something I think that Steve was talking about. Like, yes, of course, the idea is that we would be like Christ. Yes, of course, the answer is love God and love people. But we all know that, and yet we're not in the fight. Like for so many of us, we know that's the answer, and yet why isn't it motivating and uh, motivating us enough or changing us? Like we're missing some power here, even though we know the correct answer. And I think part of that was for me is like, why do I struggle with some of the same struggles? Why am I sinning in the same way? Why is my my mind not being transformed or changed? Why am I not living this full life if I know the correct answer is love God and love people? And so Steve's idea for me was just part of my own journey to say, like, what are my standards? What are those things for me? Like, you know, what's the North Star? Like, what am I aiming for specifically that is tied in directly to being like Christ? And so I started to go through this journey and I came up with, I, I really wanted three. I think three is probably the best way to go about this because it's small enough, clear enough. And yeah, I think less is more typically. But I came up with the first three and then I ended up adding one more because I just felt like I couldn't not add it. And so I'll explain those here right now. So the four standards that I have for myself that become then the foundation for this ministry called Get in the Fight is this. I have a document, and if you go to the website, you can get this for free. You just simply go to getinthefight.club, and there's a spot that says, you know, there's like a yellow thing that's called the four tenets, the four main principles of Get in the Fight, and you can get it for free. You just put your email in, your name, we'll send it to you. You print it and you put it up in a few different places. So I have mine in my bathroom and the mirror, and then I also have one at work, and I here in my office, I have one here too. And, and what it became for me is this daily download, this daily declaration, not in like the hocus pocus way of the world that just says like, think positive thoughts and bring positive energy. It's none of that baloney. This is like tied directly to scripture and tied directly to this pursuit of Christ in me his strength to change me. So the four that I have listed is this. It says, I am a man of, at the top, I'm a man of honor. That's the first word. The second word that I came up with is, I am a man of discipline. The third word is, I am a man of strength. And then the fourth word is, I'm a man of joy. But I knew that just having those words wasn't quite enough. I needed to put like some structure and some um, portable statements that I could take with me that I could, you know, just download in my brain to help remind me of my standards. And so here's how I say this. And here's what this looks like. And this is the foundation. The reason I'm telling you this is because this is the foundation of this ministry that, again, I hope that eventually I can encourage men, or if you're listening to this, encourage you to come up with your own as well. But I want you to borrow off of this for now and download this 
and use this as your prayer guide as well to help find some foundational truth within the context of this. And maybe God will open up different words, meanings for you as well. But the, the phrases I use is this, I'm a man of honor. And this says, I live with integrity in my personal and private life. And I keep the commitments that I've made to God and to others. I'm a man of integrity in my private and public life. And again, there's so much more that we can say in this. This won't be for this podcast to kind of start breaking these down. But that is a kind of man that I want to be. I want to be a man of honor. I want to be a man of integrity that what I look at, the things inside of me that nobody else but God and I see, that they are full of integrity and honor. I want to be the kind of man that has made commitments to God first, my wife and my family, my work, all, th- all these other places. I want to be a man that is honorable by keeping the commitments that I made, uh, that I've made. So that's step number one. The, the second piece is I want to be a man of discipline. And the phrase that I use there is I do the hard right thing over the easy wrong thing every time. I'm a man of discipline. I do the hard right thing over the easy wrong thing every time. And, and again, as you hear me say this, especially, again, there's probably four of you listening that really know me well at this point. When I talk about these standards, these are the North Star of where I, I'm aiming my life to be like Christ in these things, in my integrity, in my honor, in my discipline. But it would be very easy for you to know me enough and <laughs> to know that I am not always that. I know that. That's super easy to see. But I know that it's guiding me to become that kind of man, right? I, I am, like, these are standards for me that I hold myself to because I want to be this kind of man. I want to be the kind of person that sees the second plate of food and has enough discipline to say I do the hard right thing over the easy wrong thing, which would be to eat more and more of it, but I have enough discipline to walk away. I'm the kind of man that can see a beautiful lady and know that she's not for me to be gawking at or staring at or spending time on because I am devoted to my wife. I'm a man of honor, and so I keep my commitments, and I have integrity in what I look at, right? I have discipline in that, right? So on and on, we could talk about discipline, and again, in a different podcast, we'll break that down more. But this is a standard for me that I am aiming for, that I would be a man of discipline that does the hard right thing every time. I don't take the easy route out. The third word for me is strength. So I'm a man of strength. And this one says that I am spiritually, mentally, physically, relationally, and emotionally strong. But I didn't stop it there because I think one of the things we'll talk a lot about in this get in a fight arena is like, what does it mean to be a man? And being a man is being strong in those areas, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, emotionally, right? Relationally, learning to be strong there for the benefit of other people. So I am spiritually, mentally, physically, relationally, emotionally strong, and I use my strength to help serve others. That's the phrase that I use every single day, to help serve others. And this is what's key here. See, like when it's just about self-help, then you're learning to be strong because you're vain. You're learning to be strong because you want something out of it. But as a man that's pursuing Christ and trying to honor him, 
my focus for me, the standards that I'm setting for me, the standards that I'm aiming for for this ministry of men or for men is that we would be men who get stronger so that we can die to ourselves easier, so that we can use our physical strength to help lift heavy boxes uh, for people that are moving, so that we can do yard work, so that we can be healthy enough in our 50s and 60s and 70s to stay engaged, right? Like we can be mentally strong and spiritually strong, relationally strong, and uh, in all of these different areas that we'll talk about and break down. It isn't just for the sake of being strong. It's for the sake of somebody else. And that's what it means to be a man ultimately is that you're in the service of uh, other people that you're learning to take up a cross because you're strong enough to do so. And so that's one of those standards that I set for myself, that I would be a man of strength. The fourth word, those were the first three, by the way, honor, discipline, and strength. I felt like cover so much of what means so much to me of who I wish I was, who I want to be, who Christ is molding and shaping me to be but the fourth word again i wanted it to be three but (laughs) the word joy when i'm looking at this list as i was starting to just like put down all of these words one of the things that struck me was i i love being around happy people i like being around people who enjoy life i like people who have an amazing attitude like they just they they encourage me they inspire me and and I want to be that kind of person so when I say I'm a man of joy I say I live life to the fullest each and every day and my happiness and attitude is not dependent on my circumstances or my feelings and when I think about that again I think about why would somebody want to follow Jesus if the people they're watching are full of honor, discipline, and strength, but no joy, right? Like, what good is, what good are we doing in the world if we know all the right answers, but our attitude stinks? What good are we doing if um, we're only happy if our circumstances are good? You know, again, I, I think of so many people, but like the strongest men I love and follow online or in person are these unshakable mindsets people. These are guys that go through hardship and take it on with courage and bravery and strength. And um, their circumstances don't change the way that they act, right? Like there's this deep contentment in who Christ is for the Christian man. And yeah, it doesn't mean they don't get sad. Yeah, it doesn't mean they don't have bad days. But what it means is they have this eternal perspective that gives them such deep joy that they live life different than most. And, and hopefully you can think of people like this, but again, I'm not always that guy. If you know me well enough, you'd say like, yeah, but you're not always that, but that's true, that's true, especially those that know me most. But I'm aiming for something. It's a standard that is as important as honor or discipline or strength to me, that I'd be a man of joy, um, that I could be the kind of person who um, isn't flighty, like the Bible talks about an unstable person who's like on shifting sand. You just never know what you're going to get. And I know too many people like that who are Christians that you're not really sure what you're going to get when you run into them. You know what I mean? Like they are the kind of person who um, they're happy one second, they're depressed the next. They are, uh, you know, in and out and 
the way they feel about stuff. And a lot of times it's dependent on who they're around or what's going on. And, you know, it's just one of those things that I just, I want to fight that. I want to fight for being a man of joy. Um, I want to have a mindset that just says, God, I, I trust you all the way, regardless of how I feel or what's going on around me. And again, man, these standards are heavy. These are things that I'm aiming for, not things that I am. But as I look at this idea of getting in the fight for these things, I want to get in the fight and get in the arena to become this kind of man. Although I will fall, as the scriptures talk about in Proverbs, though a righteous man falls seven times, he gets up eight or whatever that was. It's a lot, right? He keeps getting back up. That's the, that's the journey and the essence of manhood. And that's the journey that I'm on. Not that I, I stand here and say, man, be just like me, but I'm more inviting Christian men to journey with me in the pursuit of manhood, in the pursuit of honor and discipline and strength and joy. And so I've tied all of this together with a verse, 1 Corinthians 16, verse 13 and 14 says, be on alert, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong, and then the first part of verse 14 says, do everything in love. And I love that verse. I mean, those verses, a verse and a half or whatever, uh, 1 Corinthians 16, 13 and 14, are just so succinct and so clear to be on alert. And I think that's a lot of what getting the fight's about is you have to recognize that there's a fight. There's a fight against your health. There's a fight against your relationships. There's a fight against your, your spiritual life. The devil does not want you involved in any of those things. He wants you weak as can be, distracted as can be, on the sideline, out of the arena, right? And this is an appeal for men to get back in. This is a, an appeal like Scripture says to be on alert, to stand firm. That means you can't be shaken by circumstances or feelings, right? You, you can't be shaken by every hot chick that walks by you and, and you don't have enough manhood to look away and to bounce your eyes. You can't be shaken you've got to be on alert and realize that the, that you're being set up for failure in this world that we live in and we are holding ourselves to these standards of christ honor discipline strength and joy we are to act like men and i love that i can't remember what version uh it is if i don't believe it's new living which is what i read out of or niv i can't remember which one it is you'd have to kind of go to one of those um different search engines to find which alternative this is. But again, look up 1 Corinthians 16, 13 and 14. You'll see however it's worded in yours. But one of those says to act like men, and I love that. And that's the one that I use for this one. That's the essence of it, whichever version you read from. That's what the appeal of getting the fight is, is I want to attract men who want to fight for Christ. Christ in them, Christ in their relationships, Christ in their marriage, Christ in their parenting, Christ in their workplace. Um, and I want to capture this with the idea that we would do everything in love. That is the way of Christ. And it seems almost contradictory, right, when you're talking about manhood and strength and honor, like you picture big, tough dudes. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I like big, tough dudes to lead the way and to show me strength. I like that. I want to follow that. Um, but it, physical strength is just one piece of the pie, right? Like uh, doing everything in love, that's tough. That's like, that's manhood right there. When you are feeling tempted to scream back 
when you're feeling tempted to complain and argue and you choose not to, that's doing it in love. Like when your spouse makes you mad, but you still serve anyways, that's doing it in love. That takes a strong man to do that kind of stuff, right? And on and on, we could give examples. What the world says is love and what God says is love are two different things. And so um, doing things in love is manly. And that is what the writers here are talking about. To act like men and to do it in love is what we're aiming for at getting the fight. Um, I don't know about you. I don't know if that fires you up. But even as I say them out loud, it fires me up to think that this ministry could be a place where strong men are attracted uh, to this ability to be with other dudes who can help make them stronger. And I hope that in our strength, for whatever areas God has made each of us strong, that we can attract those guys who feel marginalized or left alone or unimportant. Um, I have conversations with guys from all walks of life. um, And even just today, having a conversation with a guy who was just struggling in his marriage and said, for example, um, he's like, you know, two weeks ago, we weren't sure we'd make it. I didn't know he was struggling. I didn't know he was fighting this. And I said, dude, who are you? Like, go, who are you going to? Like to talk about this stuff before you're ready to cash in on your marriage at this point. And he was just like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> He's like, I know I could go to the pastor. Um, but I really don't have anybody like that. That, that story to me is what this is about. That men never feel like they have to fight alone that they never feel like what they're dealing with uh, or going through is something that's weird. It's probably not. Um, They're probably going to find out that all of us, no matter how strong we might appear, um, we're all going through something. We've been through something or we're about to go into something, right? You've probably heard that that's true. And it is you've either, you're either going through something right now and you need dudes around you (laughs) who can give you some strength or you've been through it and you're on the other side of it right now, or you're heading to it. Like there's that, that is life. That is life. The, the temptation for us. And I think where most of us are at is that we just tend then to stay on the outside. It's much easier to get off the mat. It's easier to be outside the arena. It's easier to be on the sideline of life. And yet there's going to be something inside you going like, there's got to be more to, the, to this life. There's got to be something else because Christ calls us to life to the fullest. And I just don't know that many of us that would say that's where I'm at right now. So let me just tell you this. We'll just kind of wrap up episode one. My heart is for connecting men 18 years old and older who want to get back in the fight or who want to help navigate men through the fight. Um, like for example, let me tell you this at at 45, I turned 46 in March of this year. I can look at my life and look back at my twenties, 18 to, you know, 45, and just look at that gap of life and just think, man, I'm so grateful for the men in my life who were able to kind of walk with me through that. But there's still some things that I wish I would have had something like getting the fight for a fight club of Christian men to be there with me where I could say, Hey, I'm about to get married. Any advice? Like, first of all, fellas, 
Can you imagine <laughs> the wisdom that you could give if you've been married for any period of time? How awesome would it be if you have some 19 to 25-year-old or whatever age, doesn't matter, saying, do you have any advice? Man, we could, lo- we could just love on these dudes and share so much wisdom and then walk with them. Give them a place to go as they're going through those early phases. You know, like the hardest years for a lot of marriages is year one and two. Imagine if we had a place where Christian men could safely go to say, okay, what about this? Or can I do this with my wife? Or uh, whatever the questions might be, right? Like there's so many things. It would be nice to have a safe spot to go. And that's what I foresee, that we can walk with these young men so that maybe they can avoid some of the landmines that we've walked into and wish we would have had somebody else there for them. I also look at the other end of the spectrum for me and say, you know, there are a lot of men in their 60s and 70s who feel like, you know, they're retired, they're going to church, they have some friends of their own age, but they don't really know where they fit in anymore. And I want to just call those men to get in the fight. I want to ask them to be a part of this ministry because I so badly want to hear more from that group. I know as fast as life goes that to get me to 45 and 46 years old, I know I'll be in 60s, God willing, before I know it. And I would love to have men in that category of life be able to pour into all of us. And so I want to invite that group of men, even if they don't feel like they have all the answers. Who does? Like, I don't have all the answers. That's not what this is for me either. This is just let's gather somewhere together and fight this thing together, right? That's the invitation. Um, And then those of us in the middle, those 40s to 60, 40 to 60, that range. This is such a critical spot for us because this is where I can see, again, I just kind of briefly told you my story in the beginning. This is where I found myself in the middle of life thinking, oh, wow, like I have totally disengaged. I totally had missed out and got out of the fight for a while. And I want to encourage men in that middle gap of time to stay engaged or to maybe to re-engage, to renew and re-engage that passion for life, that passion for their health. I mean, like one of the things that drives me nuts is when um, I hear the message of, well, I'm in my 40s. And the back end of that thought is, therefore, everything gets crappy from here. That's so stupid to me. I don't like that. It ain't true. We have allowed ourselves to be with people or around people who say stuff like that as a great, easy excuse to be wimps and to wuss out. I want to be with men who are going to say, you can be in the best shape of your life. And I've watched it. There are examples of it. We can be in better shape than we have thought physically, spiritually, relationally, emotionally, mentally, right? Like to just call it quits is what happens, I guess is what I'm saying. This middle stage of life is where a lot of us go, well, I guess this is the way it's always been, and I guess that's where I'm going to stay from here. Nah, forget that. Forget that. This is going to be a place where we're going to say, you know what? In Christ, you you are not alone. You have a power in Christ to be different, and we're going to encourage each other and inspire each other and walk with each other to live that life, to get closer to that life that Christ promised, that Christ, that Christ uh, encourages us towards, life to the fullest. But I want you to know that that same section of Scripture where Christ says, I have come that they might have life and live it to the fullest, 
is connected to what the devil does. And the devil comes to steal and kill and destroy. And this is where a brotherhood is needed. This is where the church is needed. This is where this type of ministry is just so desperately needed. The devil has been lying to us for so long that he's stealing and robbing and killing and destroying our homes, our hearts, our marriages, our kids. And you have to want to fight for it. You have to want to say, no, no more of that. That's baloney, right? That's not true. It's a lie. I see what's happening here, and I'm going to fight against it. That's, that's the appeal of this. Not that we have it together, but that we can fight together to have what Christ has made for us. So that's the appeal. Um, there's lots more to say. It's hard to know where to stop something like this. Um, but I appreciate you listening, and I hope that if that appeals to you at all, that you would go to the website, go to getinthefight.club, and look at joining the Fight Club where you can be a voice in there. Maybe you're doing just fine today. Maybe you're in a spot where you're healthy and strong, then please join. Like this is an opportunity for you uh, to pour into other men, to have your voice heard, uh, to be a spot where you can encourage and inspire and equip and uplift. If you're on the other side of it though, and you're just feeling like, man, I, I'm young and I need help and I want to gain in wisdom, um, I want to be able to have men in my life who can walk with me and guide me and help me to be better and help me to point me to Christ and protect me, then join. Look at the Fight Club. Look at joining that, right? If you're on the other side, if you're in your 60s and older and you want a place to belong in a place that your life can have such great meaning and purpose, then go to getinthefight.club, join the Fight Club, this private exclusive group where we can meet once a month online and have an opportunity to pour into each other's lives and, and have such great meaning and purpose. So if you're interested in that, go to the website, look for uh, on there. You'll see there's a weekly podcast. You can link to that, have that stuff sent to you directly through your mail. Uh, there's a, there's a blog that comes out every Monday. Follow me on Twitter and on uh, Instagram where daily I'll just send out little encouraging, you know, tidbits, funny word, um, just encourage and inspire. So thanks for listening. Look forward to uh, episode two coming soon. Talk to you soon, fellas.